Right, let's have a look if we are live. If you are coming in, give me a hello. Let's have a look if we are live. Okay. We should be live right now as we speak. Let's have a look. So if you're coming in, give me a one. If you are coming in, you should be alerted any second now. I'm just going to check that we are live. I'll comment under just to bring that attention. Just give it a heart or a like and comment below with one if you can hear me and see me okay. Okay, so just comment below with one if you can see me and hear me okay. That would be awesome. Right. Let's, I'm just going to send a note out. I will, we will get started in about two minutes. I'm a little bit early just because um, it will take a while to alert everyone. So if you are on replay, drop a replay in the comments right now um, and we will get started in about a minute. So just if you're coming in, drop a one. Hey, Mandy. Hey, Lorraine. We found it. This is, the, this is the hardest part is finding it, I will say. You'll probably get an email from me any second now as well saying I'm live now. Just so um, you don't miss out. So, perfect. Um, that's all good. That's all good. Awesome. Perfect. Hey, Karen. Hey, Joe. Awesome. Hey, Lorraine. Hey, Mandy. Hey, Kay. How are we doing? How are we doing? Hey, Katrina. Back in the house. Good. Perfect. We are in. If you're coming in, give me a hello. Get me one in the comments if you can uh, hear me okay. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you for that. Hey, Tanya. How are we doing? And just before, while we're, while we're just waiting one minute till 8 p.m., let me know your kind of intention for tonight. What, what you kind of really want to get from it, one thing. It just, I want to make this as helpful for you as possible. And it's always good for me to see. Okay, what, what do you want from this, right? Because obviously I've got slides, I've got things that I, I'm going to cover, but it's always good to see what you really want to take from this. So what's your intention for tonight? If there was one thing you could take away or, or need help with to get a handle on, what would that one thing be? That'd be really helpful. So just drop it in the comments, um, just so I can have a look at that. Um, that'd be really good. And it's eight o'clock now. So I'm going to share my screen any second. Hey, Lou, how are we doing? Awesome. So I will just share my screen now. Uh, do, 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 do. Perfect. Right. So just drop a two in the comments if you can see my screen. Okay. okay. Drop a two in the comments if you can see my screen. Okay. Hey, Carol, how are we doing? Thank you for joining me tonight. Hey, Michelle, how are we doing? 
All good. Just drop a two in the comments if you can see me okay. Perfect. Awesome. Hey, Nia. Hey, Susan. Awesome. Perfect. Right. Yeah, you can see my screen. Awesome. Perfect. Let's get going. Uh, Tanya, why I tell myself in my head, eating this is no good for you whilst my hands put it in my mouth. Awesome. Well, definitely tonight, Tanya, we're going to have a few things that would definitely help with that. Can't wait to show them. As you can tell, I bloody love this stuff. And I'm going to share a few things, strategies tonight. There will be a few different strategies tonight. And I can't say that it will definitely work for you. You obviously have to try it. You obviously have to do it. But there'll be some strategies in here. I, I just want to make it clear now that if you pick one of them, if you just pick one of them and go with it, it will have a difference. Hey, Natalie, and just know that you don't have to do them all. Get that, that the monkey on your shoulder will firstly say tonight, and I'm going to get this off, off the chest now so it's not the elephant in the room. Already said two animals. You can tell I live with two kids, right? So the monkey on the shoulder will say that's too much, too much overwhelm, lots of information. You pick one thing tonight. And by the end of this, I want you to say at the end, which one thing that you're going to pick, which one thing that you're going to do. Okay. So tonight or today, let's go today. Motivation to stop snacking. Let's go, Lorraine. Awesome. So here's the things we're going to, we're going to go through today. Okay. So three steps to feeling control of your food again, do what you need to do. Do what you said you would do. A bit like the comment um, that Tanya made, why I tell myself in my head, eating this is no good for you whilst my hands put it in my mouth. What if that was the monkey on your shoulder saying that? What if that was the monkey on your shoulder who was saying that all along? That's what we're going to cover in there. Let me just put my charge in. So what to do with the one won't hurt, all or nothing mindset? Who, whoever gets that? One won't hurt. And knowing the difference between the half-truths, the half-truths that the monkey on your shoulder will say. You know those half-truths, like one won't hurt? Where's the lie in that? Eat everything in moderation. Where's the lie in that? Interesting, right? Yeah. Eating when I'm not even hungry. Sally. Susan, what do I do when my son sends me an enormous box of chocolate from a hotel? Yeah. Okay. How snacking could help you lose weight. One done right. When done right. We're going to go over a few strategies with that. How to eat normally. People say, have you ever said that? I want to eat normally again. I want to not have to think about food all the time. One thing I'll throw out there now, a little spoiler. What the hell is normally? What do you mean by not thinking about food all the time? Because I'm pretty sure that beating yourself up over eating something, even though you know you don't want it, but now you're beating yourself up, now you're not really even enjoying it, is still thinking about food all the time. Am I right? How to stop eating chocolates when the box is open at work? Like it. How to create a simple nutrition plan that you can do even on your worst, most stressful day. And that's what we, we're going to be going over today. Before I go into that, we're going to be talking about a few things about beliefs and confidence and all these things that come into this. The reason I'm sharing this on the screen, you might have seen me talk about this before, is that I literally could not public speak before at all. Now this week, actually tomorrow, no, Friday, I'm actually lecturing at Oxford Brooks. So I lecture at Oxford Brooks four times a year. I've run diabetes programs in the NHS, uh, public health. But believe it or not, at the start, even, even when I was about 20, 20 odd, if I had to do a um, public speaking event at university or anything like that, I would often call in sick. 
I'd ace the coursework because I was really good at it. The lab work, research stuff, writing up papers, speaking, couldn't do it until I delivered a, the, probably the most swallow, hopefully the floor swallows me up presentation of my life where I was like, why, have, why am I so nervous on here? I have no idea why I'm so nervous. And then this guy here, Professor Ian Henry, he literally said to me at the end of the presentation, what do you actually want to do with your life? And I was like, well, where did this come from? And I knew I, it was a horrendous presentation. I actually knew it because I could just feel myself barely getting my words out, dry mouth, you know, that horrible feeling if you've ever been in that situation before. And he literally said, what do you want to do with your life? And then when I said about essentially what I want to do, which is pretty much what I'm doing now, he was like, we're never going to be able to do that if you can't speak. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but unless you can speak, no one's going to hear it. No one's going to listen. And it's why that moment was literally a game changer for me in terms of challenging my own beliefs. And it's very similar to where we are right now in this whole nutrition world is that I'm pretty sure that most people know exactly what to do. Like Tanya said, I know exactly what to do, but I still do it anyway. So a bit of my background, like I said, I um, worked in diabetes, NHS program, public health, um, whilst doing personal training, then moved into more, this is where Fruity Fit came in. And now we, we run Fruity Fit, which is a ladies only program, in-person, online, a food freedom program, which is all around comfort eating as well. So growing up, what made me actually get into nutrition? Food, well, I was actually had an eating disorder growing up, Italian family, if you know what that's like, pizza, pasta, carbs everywhere. And also I had celiac, which I didn't even know that I had. And then you've got Nonna saying, you know, five plates of pasta or, you know, you don't like my food and I won't be cooking again. So I get it. You know, we don't like to waste food. That's definitely for sure. So that's kind of what brought me into this whole thing, but I'm not going to spend too long there as I want to make this as, as valuable. Just see, for those that don't know, that's a bit of my background in, in two minutes. Hey, Sue, how are we doing? So any ideas why there's uh, shoes? What have shoes, what have Velcro shoes got to do with what I'm going to talk about tonight? And actually comfort eating in general, challenging our beliefs. Anyone know? Have a guess. Velcro shoes. Remember them? Believe it or not, they're making a comeback. But the thing about Velcro shoes is that if you're anything like what I found with my kids one, they get a little bit dirty. You get mud in the Velcro. Eventually, they stop sticking. And then the most annoying things, yeah, sticks. But eventually, you can just unstick it whenever you want. And a lot of the labels we put on ourselves, I'm lazy, I can't do it, I failed before, all these things are just little Velcro tags that we put on ourselves. They're just little Velcro stickers. You can tear them off whenever you want. And I want you to challenge yourself right now and say, who would I be? What would I do if I didn't believe this for? Who would I be? What would I do if I didn't believe that I've lost all my results because I've had one chocolate that was open at work? I've had one chocolate which was open at work. Now I've lost all my results. If you believe that thought right now, that you Velcro stuck to your forehead, what happens? Well, your brain loves to be right, or the monkey on your shoulder will say something, then it'll prove it right. Yes, I have failed, so I might as well now fail. My, the consequence, the subsequent actions will then just confirm your bias in your head. So, and this is, this is um, one of the ladies, Fiona, who's five stone down, but even now, even now, five stone down, even now, I'm sharing this with you just to remind you, she still has those moments. 
where it's like falling into that effort vicious cycle mode, right? Even five stone down. And it's that cycle round, cycle round, cycle round. But the more aware you get, the more you question, the better questions you ask, the better results you're going to get. And this is one we got today from, from Jane. And the strategies that Jane's used in the last three, three months, I'm going to be sharing today. And Jane was someone, and you might be able to relate to this, good routine, exercises, loves cooking from scratch, but still was struggling. Would be yo-yo dieting, never knew how to control the social events, the occasions, the meals out. Now she's in control. When she wants to put the accelerator down and lose a bit more, she knows what to do. She's learned the principles. The tactics are just depends on her lifestyle. So let's get into this and let's put this monkey on our shoulder. Let's learn how to silence this monkey on the shoulder, as Lynn put it, and still is putting it. You've got to keep working on it. So like I said, I'm going to share quite a few things tonight. But one thing that I want you to take that you can take anywhere with you, because you don't need to plan this, you don't need to go shopping for this, is to act based on how you want to feel rather than, than how you currently feel in the moment. Act based on how you want to feel rather than how you currently feel in the moment. Because remember, if you're lacking energy, if you're tired, if you're stressed, it's probably a result of the habits that we did yesterday. Now, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. What you do today, you're more likely to do tomorrow. That's how habits are built. It's a bit like the habits you already do are a bit like a highway, motorway, nice, clear road, no roadworks. The opposite to that, when you try and break a habit, what happens when you try and break a habit? That first time, it feels really foreign, doesn't it? It's a bit like choosing to go through Marlborough, um, <laughs> High Street and surroundings where there's roadworks everywhere as opposed to a nice highway clearway, You wouldn't do it. And here's an example. If you want to break a habit, go tonight, go sleep in, go get in your other, go get in your, your bed, sleep on your other half side of the bed. Just get in on the other, in your other half side of the bed, get in there first, see what they do when they come to bed. They'll be like, let's go here. Um, go sit at your friend's desk. You know, if you're in an office, go sit at your friend's desk, see what they do. Everyone's like, what's, what's going on? We're so, we're so habitual with these moments. Now, going back to this, act based on how you want to feel rather than how you currently feel. If we can act based on how we want to feel, we're making better informed decisions based on where we want to go rather than in the moment. Because if I, if I act based on how we feel in the moment, I'll never do, I, I could be, oh, I'm a bit tired now. I'm a bit this, I'm a bit that. Whereas if I'm basing my actions on how I want to feel, fitter, stronger, more in control, I'm future pacing now. There's a lot of research on this. Where do I want to be a year from now? What would Matt do in that situation? Who was where I want to be in control? What decision would they make? Because sometimes the thing we need to do is the last thing we want to do. But remember, what we do today, we're more likely to do tomorrow. AKA, if you feel like taking the escalator, you should probably take the stairs in every aspect. So question for you, who here gets cravings? Drop a, a yes in the comments if you get cravings. Drop a yes in the comments if you get cravings. Drop a yes in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, Lorraine, cravings. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's pretty common, Carol, yet yeah, that we get cravings. And this, yes, Carol, Tanya, yeah, cravings, yeah. Joe, yeah, cravings. Yeah, and here's the funny thing, Pamela, yeah. When we get a craving, we often, Karen, yeah. Cool, thank you, Belinda, yeah, awesome. We often fight this, right? We often think, oh, I'm always craving this. Why am I craving this? Yeah, Naya, Sue, Michelle. So what we need to consider with this is, what actually is normal eating? Oh yes, Joe, Katrina, yeah, Teresa. What is normal eating? Because we get cravings for a reason. We get cravings for a reason. Yeah, Ellen, Karen, Sally. Yeah, we're all getting cravings. Because that's normal. What if I told you that was normal? Now, if you consider what normal eating actually is, well, consider a hunter-gatherer would actually gorge. So consider first and foremost that one of the biggest reasons why we fail is because we think there's something wrong with us. It's normal to feel like you have cravings. It just so happens that the food industry plays on this idea or plays on this fact that we have parts of our brain that light up with certain foods. We have taste buds that tingle. All these things come into it. This is very normal. It's normal to feel like you have cravings. And if this is one, if this is your one thing that you take from this, that you go around to it and say, ah, it's actually normal to have cravings. It's normal to feel tired and stressed. Doesn't mean you have to comfort eat or discomfort eat. Because you told me that it, you make you, it makes you feel rubbish. You don't actually feel better from doing it. You get a little bit of gain, short term, but then tomorrow you beat yourself up again, which means you're thinking about food all day, right? It's, it's going to be hard anyway. You might as well choose the hard that gets you the results you want. So given that it's normal to feel like you have cravings, when that monkey says, oh, you're craving it, go on. Yeah. You know, what? how long is that? What's the issue with that? Yeah, I have got cravings. Does that mean I need to change physiologically what I need right now? Do I need more protein in my diet, more fiber in my diet? Or have I got a craving just for something sweet, a little bit sweet? Okay. Is that because it's in the house? Is it because it's in the house? We're starting to ask you a question. We're going to be going over some strategies now to get control of these. So remember that next time you get that craving, how long does that urge actually last for? Because we'll get urges and there's something called urge surfing. Has anyone heard of urge surfing? It's a really simple strategy that you can apply. So you surf the urge, essentially. Throughout your day, you'll often get urges, right? It might be an email that someone sends you and you want to reply back straight away, a message you want to reply back straight away. But sometimes you resist the urge and then later on, it's less of an issue. And, you know, it might be something that's stressing you out. I always wonder how calmer the world would be if someone stressed us out. We put in our diary three days time, stress out, give yourself permission to stress out three days later, then make a choice if it's still stressing you out. You probably won't even remember what it was. But there might be something, you know, that you've practiced this before. The surfing of the urge. So it's probably a lot of evidence that we can do this, but it's about reminding yourself how long does the actually, or questioning, how long does the urge actually last for? Most people don't even know because they feed the urge. The more you feed the urge, the more likely it is to come back tomorrow. The more you do something today, the more likely you are to do it tomorrow. So 
Who has a goal, by the way? So we're going to go through this step by step. So you have something you leave today with a goal and a plan. But first and foremost, who actually has a goal? Drop a, drop a goal in the comments if you do have a goal. We'll see if we align with the stats on here. We'll see if we align with the stats. Drop a goal in the, in the comments if, you, if you've got this, if you do have a goal. We'll see if we align with the stats. So, yeah, Lorraine's got one like that. And now consider that 83% of people do not set a goal. To improve my health, lose baby weight, KT, cow to improve my health. 83% do not set a goal. And only 3% of these people write them down. Yet the people who write them down get the best results. So consider how many people are actually doing the things that the research shows actually gets results. Belinda, goal just recently set. Deborah, yes. Tanya, lose 11 pounds by the end of November. Naya, lose belly fat. Lose weight and protect new knees. Cool, perfect, Mandy. Lose weight. So lose half a stone by Christmas to be fitter and stronger. Michelle, Michelle, awesome. Sue, my goal is to stay at my weight I have achieved. Awesome work, Sue. How much have you lost now? Awesome work. Sue, you've done awesome. Well done, Lynn. To gain strength in my advanced age. Improve strength, weight, awesome. Love that. So why even bother setting a goal? Well, remember what I said about acting based on how you want to feel rather than how you currently feel. If you don't know where you want to go, you'll have no idea. You'll have no idea if you're being disciplined or not, if you're doing well or not. And when you're in that space, you'll always beat yourself up. If you have nothing to be disciplined to, you don't know what you've done or what you haven't done. That's why we use this Kickstart book in here where you're essentially just checking in. Have you done your food habit? Have you done your fitness habit? Have you done your focus habit? Nice too. Free stone over free stone. Awesome. Well done. So why bother setting a goal? Well, when you don't feel like it, you can go to, this is how I want to feel then. Because if you just got a goal, if you haven't got a goal and you're just like, yeah, I should just exercise more. You've got to add the so that. So that we can become that feelings come last Feelings come last. If you can make your feelings come last, you're going to do very well here. What I mean by that is don't base your actions on how you feel, but how you want to feel. So your current feelings come last. Because there's, I can't tell you the amount of times, and you can probably relate to this, you felt like not exercising, not bothering eating, drinking that water, not bothering that, you've done it, and you felt so much better. You know, it's... it's Sometimes the last thing we want to do. And then we've got to add, and this is something I do, add that so that at the end. I don't like, I don't actually like exercise, if I'm honest, which is a weird thing for someone like me to say. But I love the feeling of having exercise, the energy I get. I'm less ratty to be around, better dad, better husband. Everything kind of falls into place. I don't feel like getting, going to bed early, but I love the feeling of waking up full of energy and having more energy for my kids. I can't tell you what staying up late does for me. You know, you probably, if you follow me, you know, I get out, do early morning um, videos, accountability challenge for the ladies in our group as well. I show up every day, but I couldn't do that if I went to bed late without something having a knock on, be it me not fulfilling what I want to do, me being ratty around kids, all those things. And I'm reminding myself of that so that how I want to feel tomorrow. Okay. And it comes back to acting based on how you want to feel rather than how you currently feel in that moment. 
So the science of goal setting. Sue, I now don't feel good if I don't exercise. Yeah, awesome. And your brain will reward you after you've exercised. So we start off with a wish. This is your so that. So this is essentially the goal that you want to achieve. So the goal that you want to achieve might be, I want to lose weight. I want to drop a dress size. The outcome is your so that. So the outcome, I want to drop a dress size so that I can do this. I want to um, come off medication so that I'm healthier and I can do more things and I can, I feel more confident and worry less about getting it, whatever it is. I want to uh, get fitter to help my knees so that I can bounce on a trampoline with my kids for longer, grandkids for longer, as someone said to me today. Whatever that your why is, this is what you need to write down every day and read it every day. Simple thing. Most people won't do it, but the research is very clear that what you consume in your head will, can often dictate what you do. Like we can look around, we can look at the news and speculate all day. Is there any point doing anything? COVID, all, everything is like quite, you can get quite in a doom and gloom place. Yeah, actually there's tons of amazing stuff going on right now. And, you know, I could, you could relate, you could compare now to say when my granddad was my age and I go back and think, blimey, think of the opportunities we have right now. I wouldn't even be doing this right now. I'd be gone there's what I'll be doing. They don't have the opportunities then yet it's very easy to fall into the space of not being, not practicing gratitude really. So that's so that, so I'm reminding myself every day why I'm doing it, kids, whatever that, whatever that why, whatever that why is. Now it's really important that you, you identify the obstacles along the way. What things can get in the way, social events, meals out, what's going to get in the way on here? And this is something that we need to go over massively. Because if you identify them, you come up with a strategy prior to it. Right, I've got a meal out on the weekend. Cool. So what are you going to do about it? Well, you can either decide, oh, it's not the right time to start. I'll start next month. I'll start when things settle down, forgetting that there's going to be more meals out coming. It's Christmas soon-ish. Am I allowed to mention Christmas? Yeah, go on. Christmas soon. So remember that there's always going to be something. Okay, so what are we going to do on that weekend? Cool. Well, I'm in control of my breakfast. I'm in control of my lunch. I can have a protein, more fibrous breakfast, lunch. I might lower my calories in the week. Whatever, there's millions of strategies you can do. I can pick the social events I'm really going to enjoy, etc. The key thing, though, is we plan and we make your one rule. So I'm going to share my screen with you now. A little worksheet here that I'm just going to share with you. So... And I will uh, give you this worksheet at the end, by the way, if you're staying on, uh, to help you put your one rule together from this, okay? So this is to help you really put it together. So you should be able to see that any second now, one second. Right, uh, there we go. So this should be with you any second. So, the one rule method is literally this. This is one rule that you set yourself to help control your eating. And you don't want to make this really tough, okay? You want to make this super simple and easy. I'll just zoom in a bit. So what is the one rule that you will set yourself to help you control your eating? So it could be that right now you're struggling with eating out, or it could be 
the chocolates in the in at work. So your one rule could be, remember, this has got to be your one rule, not mine. This could be, I will write down everything I eat before I eat it so that I eat mindfully, so that I eat consciously and I make a decision that I want to make. I'm going to write down the benefits of eating it, the cost of eating it. I would only eat bread at lunchtime. Can you see how when you're specific with this, rather than say I'm going to eat everything in moderation, rather than go down this route, we're now being very specific. So you can set yourself one rule. So have a little think right now and comment below of your one rule. I'd love to have a look at this. And yes, I will give you uh, a copy of this. If you want a copy of this, um, at the end, I'll, I'll send some instructions on to do that. So remember, we don't like being police and that monkey on your shoulder will start to say a few things. You're missing out. Ever said that one? I deserve to have more. I'm depriving myself. I want you to consider these questions. What are you depriving yourself of by having the chocolate when you don't want it and you beat yourself up? We always consider the cost. We always consider the cost of doing something. Sorry, the cost of not doing something rather than the cost of doing something. Okay. We never really consider that there is a cost to having that. It could be the money that people save from not buying snacks, comfort food. It could be the mood, people's health, people's energy levels, people's time, how well someone sleeps and their energy the next day, their productivity the next day. All these things start to come into it now. And actually there is a cost. And when we get clear with the costs and benefits of each, we can maybe make a better informed decision. This also enables us to engage our prefrontal cortex. Our prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that allows you to make better informed decisions based on where you want to be rather than where you are in the now. It's a bit like, so if you, you know, toddlers between five to seven years old, they start to develop a prefrontal cortex a bit more, which allows you to make better informed decisions long-term. Hence, when you're talking to a four-year-old and you're explaining them that we're going to go to the park tomorrow instead, it could cause an argument because they're unable to really understand that as well as say someone who's a bit older, you would hope. <laughs> So what I want you to do now is consider what you'd miss out on if you didn't do this rule. E.g., you might be depriving yourself of being fit, strong, a role model to kids, reducing risk of disease, diabetes, heart disease, being independent as I age. So are you depriving yourself of? Remember, the monkey on your shoulder will tell you half truths. It's very easy to go, yeah, I deserve a treat. What is a treat? Is a treat being strong, fit, full of energy the next day? Or is a treat eating now and then beating yourself up. Not that you should beat yourself up all the time. And I 100% will say this now. If you're eating something to feel better, that's absolutely fine. If it does make you feel truly better, absolutely fine. The only, it's only an issue if you eat it and you actually don't feel better, but you ate it to feel better and you keep doing it. Now we've got maybe an issue here. So the ghost of Christmas future, this allows us to look, okay, if I carry on doing this, what would happen five years from now? Because we can keep saying I'll do it tomorrow, but tomorrow gets a little bit harder every time we'll say we'll do it tomorrow. And this is why today I want you to leave with a rule that you're going to start now. Love it. So, Naya, I'm not going to eat any chocolate or biscuits because I'll not lose any weight in the long run. Okay, so this is a good example. So what's, how confident are you, Naya, of, of doing that? 
right now between one and 10? Scale of one to 10, how confident are you of doing that? Because there might be a part of you right now that's going, yeah, you can make that role and be really motivated now. But is that actually achievable given that you really love biscuits in your tea? So then we might have a little asterisk by it. Okay, I need to be 100% confident I can do this. So maybe I only eat those chocolates. Maybe I only eat those chocolates on a Friday. So I have two biscuits for my tea on a Friday. Because I have a catch up with my mum, with my other half, and this is something that we do together. And I know that they'll be there. And I'll enjoy them. I make a conscious decision. Going to keep a food diary, write it down before I eat. Love that. Holiday next week, so I'm going to remember what discomfort eating is. I like that, Lynn. So that's something Lynn's been working on, discomfort eating. We call something comfort eating. It tricks our brain. Our brain will go, oh, discomfort. We relate comfort with good things. What about if it's discomfort? Uh, Lorraine, done it today. Read a lot and eaten less. Awesome. Did I miss yours? Oh, instead of competing, I'm going to read a chapter in my book. Hopefully I've forgotten about eating by then. I love that. Why that's powerful? Because you're still giving yourself permission to eat. When I go to comfort eat, I'm going to read a chapter in my book, then give myself permission to eat if I want to. See that? Powerful. You're not saying no. And this is something that I talk about a lot. It's like the not today strategy. So one person's rule was the not today. So the chocolate and biscuits, you might be going, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay, just try it today. Your mantra today is not today. You're not saying never, just not today. Cool, I can do that. Okay, let's see where we're at three days from now. Because the more likely you are to do something today, the more likely you are to do tomorrow. What you do today, you're more likely to do tomorrow. Then we build that momentum. Then all of a sudden, like Sue said, without exercise, she doesn't actually feel good anymore. Her habits have changed. Freestone down. Then we create our 54321. So the 54321, this could be one strategy that you do right now. So 54321, when you count down from 54321, it activates your prefrontal cortex. How many times have I said prefrontal cortex today? Anyone know? <laughs> so when I count up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you'll feel your brain will just go into autopilot. You don't really need to think to count to 100. You can just keep counting, right? When you count five, four, three, two, one, you get to one, and it's almost like something in your brain kind of wakes up a little bit. It might even be a tad. I'm not saying this strategy will work for everyone. These all strategies have to be tried. You try the one that works for you and you do it. So five, four, three, two, one, create the feeling that you would like. Insert the action. So five, four, three, two, one, I'm going to bed because I love the feeling of having more energy and not being ratty with friends and family tomorrow. Five, four, three, two, one, do 10 squats. Five, four, three, two, one, have a glass of water. When you're in that situation where you're in opening the fridge, oh, you're going around the kitchen, ever gone around the kitchen and gone, I'm tired, I want to go to bed, but I might just have a handful of nuts, maybe some raisins. Now I might as well have that sausage roll that was left over and those potatoes. I might as well have that. So Belinda, yeah, five, four, three, two, one is what gets me up in the morning. So you go and hit snooze, five, four, three, two, one, clap your hands, wake up and annoy your other half, scare them. <laughs> and they'll, yeah, just be wary. Maybe don't clap your hands. Five, four, three, two, one, 
get up, go, and just do it. Because once we've done it, we'll feel so much better. We're more likely to do it again tomorrow, and we start build those habits in. The more you have to think about it, the more you give the monkey on the shoulder a, a voice. And this is where you can just put it down here, okay? So I just wanted to share that with you as we went through. So I'm just going to come back over um, to the slide on here. So he's up before me, Duracell bunny. <laughs> oh, that's good. You can clap your hands all you want then, but then perfect. Awesome work, Lorraine. Love that. So like I said, it doesn't matter how you feel because the feelings that you want will come as a result of the action. Keep reminding yourself of that. Oh, I'm so tired. Five, four, but it doesn't matter. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to feel better by getting up. It doesn't matter how I feel right now. That's actually irrelevant. And just consider it might seem hard, but isn't it hard anyway? It's hard when you get up and have missed the workout that you said you would do. It's hard when you decided to eat that and you said you wouldn't. It's hard anyway. So you might as well choose the hard that gets you the results you want, right? So why do our beliefs matter? Well, like I said, with regards to my public speaking issues, it can hold us back from doing what we want to do. And we know that from research, the psychologist, uh, psychologist Albert Bandura, if you haven't heard of him, he basically came up with like self-efficacy, really. And the people who believe that they can achieve what they set out to do are healthier, more effective, generally more successful than those with low self-efficacy. And it is a dichotomy because it's almost like you need, you feel like you need the confidence and to do it, the things that will build your confidence, right? So it's almost like you need confidence to do the things that give you confidence. But the fact is, we actually don't. Doing is the only way you create it. No one was born with it. We create it by setting our expectations, even if it's lower. So if you think about motivation that comes into everyone says like, motivation is my issue. What is motivation? So a reason or reasons for acting or behaving in a, in a particular way. And this is the key bit that which you deem to be worthwhile. If we didn't deem it to be worthwhile, we would not do it. So when you're comfort eating, but really it's discomfort eating, as Lynn just said, what you're actually doing here is selling the, the comfort eating more so than the discomfort side of the eating. So what you're doing is selling the, the feeling, the dopamine hit from getting it now, rather than the dopamine hit that you do get from not eating it. Because your brain might not remind you that you do get a dopamine hit from not, eat, not comfort eating. Ever done it before where you're like, wow, I didn't do that tonight. And then you wake up the next day and well, wow, yesterday I was really in control. You feel so good. It's like a bit of a euphoric, like, yeah, I was in control. I gave myself permission to have it, but I decided not to. Key difference. So, and this, I love this definition, the, the temporary finite resource that shrinks and expands in direct proportion to one's current state and energy. And what this means is motivation is very much correlated, very much correlated with your energy levels. Like I've never known anyone who is super motivated, but is low on energy, right? You've never spoke to someone and gone, oh, I'm just so tired at the moment. I'm so motivated though. I'm really motivated. Yeah, if someone's motivated, they're just like, yeah, I'm really motivated, going straight in with it. Their energy levels are high. So this gives us a clue of what we need to do, protect our energy. 
And we're going to come on to something shortly, a really simple task that you could do. And I'll explain it to you now, because if you take this one thing and, and implement it wherever, whenever, you don't need a meal plan or a diet for this one. This is about challenging our beliefs. The better questions we ask, the better results you get. This is about retraining your lowest level of thinking. So on your worst stressful day, you can bring this out whenever you want. Is that where are you right now on a scale of one to 10 in terms of energy? You can do it right now. Comment below, where are you right now on a scale of one to 10 with your energy? 10 being super high, one being super low. Where are you right now with your energy levels? I love how I've just taken a slide from later, as I definitely think we need it now. So where are you right now? So nine, four, perfect. So my second question to you now is what's one thing you can do to get from a four to a five, Naya? Katie, how do you get from a seven to an eight? Deborah, how do you get from a two to a three? Tanya, how do you get from a five to a six? Joe, how do you get from an eight to a nine? Carol, how do you get to a seven to an eight? Mandy, how do you get from a four to a five? Katrina, four to a five. So the question is, how do you get from where you are right, right now to one up? Because quite often, wherever we're at, so say we're a four, we sometimes expect to be a 10. Natalie, how do you get from a one to a two? Belinda, how do you get from a six to a seven? Michelle, seven to an eight. Sue, eight to a nine. Karen, three to a four. Michelle, five to a six. Love it. So what's one thing you can do? It could be, I'm going to go and have a glass of water right now. It could be, I'm going to meditate before bed. I'm going to have a bath before bed. I'm going to wait 20 minutes now before I go for seconds at my meals. It could be every time I walk into the kitchen or have a hot drink or eat, I have a glass of water. It could be I'm going to write down everything I eat before I do that. It could be I'm going to get a big salad or vegetable portion at lunchtime every day because even if then something goes wrong later in the day, I know that I've had a decent portion of fiber, salad, vegetables. I've got some antioxidants in. I know that's going to help my gut health. I know that can help my skin, hair, nails. I know that could help my hunger. I know that could help me and my general health. It could be that I'm going to have protein at every meal. Michelle, move about. Define move about. More sleep. Define more sleep. No, get up and move. Do a one-minute workout. Karen, that's real specific. Like that. Go to bed earlier tonight, Deborah. What time? Let's get that time in. Don't say once I finish here, we're going to finish about 1, 1 a.m. No, joke. No, no, no. I could sleep for that long. Stick to my 10, 15 bedtime. Sue, awesome. Michelle, move about. So you want to get clear on that move about. What does that mean? Is it a one-minute workout? Is it, is, it, is it having a squat count? I spoke to someone the other day. They were like, yeah, I, just, I never get my 10,000 steps in. I'm on Zoom meetings all day. I don't know how people can do it doing my job. Da, da, da. It's really like, do you mean I know I need to get 10,000 steps in? Actually, let's do a squat count. How many squats can you get in today? The same for 10, 10 squats on the hour. Yeah, you might laugh it off as those small things that it's these small things that actually, when you do over time, add up to something transformational. And I, and I can say from all the you know results that we've got, if you ask the ladies on it, Sue tonight, Lynn tonight, it's those small things that add up over time that change your mindset. Those small yeses that you make that decision to add up. Yeah, it might just be a glass of water now. But that glass of water might have just stopped the chocolate that one minute workout might just hit your dopamine hit oh i've got a dopamine hit from this never thought i'd get a dopamine hit from that then you feel that sense of achievement that proudness that leads to the next one these are the things that have that snowball uh get the washing up done before bed love it um drink minimum two bites of water awesome 
get up and do something, something on my to-do list. Perfect. So yeah, that, that's one thing. Getting something done in the morning, your willpower is generally higher. So when I started Fruit of It, didn't go to bed till 12.30. Now much more energy going to bed at 10.15. Yeah. And if you look at that cycle, you've changed your bedtime. You get up and exercise in the morning. That's massive like shift in your circadian rhythm, the health benefits, the movement, insulin resistance, insulin sensitivity. And you look at the research in here, diabetes risk and people who move a little bit more. Yeah, crazy. Even like standing up on the hour has a massive difference. So does anyone know who Roger Bannister is? Anyone know? So yeah, he was the guy, first guy to do the four minute, first person to do the four minute mile. Before that, people said it could never be done. It was impossible. It's not physically impossible. It's not physically possible. It lasted 46 days. Okay, so it lasted 46 days. 46 days before loads of other people started breaking it. So one person did it, then everyone else followed. And what that shows is the power, just the power of our beliefs, and if we're told something that we, we kind of just prove that right. Yeah, it can't be done. He literally put out the mile step by step specifically to break that down into small little tiny steps. So what, do we, what can we get from this? Well, there's things that we subscribe to every day that hold us back in our beliefs. So if you think about the beliefs that you subscribe to right now, I want you to actually write them down right now it's a really cool exercise to do so write down some beliefs that you subscribe to every day that you believe about yourself could be i'm lazy could be i can't do it i'm tired it's just the way i am ever said that one ever said that one so just write them down let me know any you want to share as well let me know any any you want to share and then we're going to flip our language a little bit here. You know, ever said that to your kids? Or if you remember, maybe your teacher saying it to you or your parents saying it to you, watch your language. Well, we need to take our own advice. As Byron Katie says, all the advice we've ever given is for us to hear. So ever, ever said, this is it's a bit shit. This is. Watch your body language when you say things like that. Compare that to this is inconvenient. Compare that to this is this is that COVID, da, 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 life, work, da, da, it's all this impacts our body language massively. This can impact our stress levels, our cortisol levels, just from the words we use. Why does this always happen to me? Ever said that? What does our brain do if we say this? Why does this always happen to me? Now compare that to why does this always happen for me? Little shift, but now we look for the solution because quite often all of the, all of the, the obstacles that come up will lead to the outcome. The obstacles will lead to the outcome. And I can't stress this enough. Like public speaking, right, with, with myself. I know I always bring it up because I can't actually stress how much I struggled with that to like the nth degree. And it kind of surprises me now. And I look back and think, wow, different person now. My brain was totally wired differently. But it's definitely happened for me. Because if I wouldn't have gone through that, maybe I wouldn't have had to go through the learning that I did in terms of the psychological aspect of all of this, the small habits of all of this. 
we had to move our studio uh, in Marlborough not too long ago because they wanted to use the space again where we were. All of a sudden, we had to find a new place. Actually, when we look back now, I could have said, why does this always happen to me at the time? But in the end, it's why does this happen for me? Because we moved into a bigger space. We've now got parking. It's a lot better now. It's funny how things work out. So I can't do anything. It's out of my hands. Ever said that one before? Yeah, think how many people said that in lockdowns. It's, you know, it's out of my hands. I can't do anything. There were some people who, you know, like Sue, started in lockdown, lost free stone. Other people gained free stone. Sometimes it's about thinking, replace with what could I do? And it's like when some people start with the exercise side of things, they might have arthritis, they might have joint issues, they might have pain, um, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, knee issues, waited for a hip replacement, a knee replacement, had a knee replacement, injuries. What could I do? There's always something you can do and there's always something we can adapt for you, okay? I really should, I really should. Ever had that one? When you start saying should, I really should, you can fall into the place, you can fall into the space of being policed. Replace that with I get to. I get to exercise. I get to get up early to exercise so I can feel good. I get to have more energy. I get to nourish my body with the food it wants and needs so that I can feel healthier, more energy, help my joints, help my inflammation, all these things. And I absolutely love this, the emotional cycle of change. Anyone seen this before? Yeah, Belinda, create a solution-focused language. Katrina, lose motivation, you need someone to do with or push with. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where accountability comes in. So the emotional cycle of change, whenever we start something, we, we start off on that uninformed optimism. So we get up for something, we're really excited. You might make a rule tonight and go, yeah, I'm buzzing for this, I can do it. And that's great. Maybe it's get up at 6 a.m. tomorrow. But then your alarm clock goes off at 6 a.m. and that informed pessimism comes in. We go, blimey, I actually have to get up now. Are you serious? Blimey, this is harder than I thought. And we always then go into the valley of despair where we're like, you know what? It's not the right time. I haven't got this. Yeah, it's not the right time for me at the moment. It'll be easier when. Ever said that before? And we've got a choice here. We can quit and just keep going through these three phases here. Or we push through this moment and we, we change our language, like I just said, what could I do? Why does this always happen for me? And I'll give you an example. One of the ladies who's recently joined our program, she nearly put it off to January. So close to putting off to January because she thought that she had to do three workouts a week. And I said, you can just do one. You know, one is still better than none. All right, I'll do one. What do you think happened? Well, she enjoyed it. Turned out she then did three. She started to make time for it. Even if it was a quick 20 minute, even if 10 minutes late for a session, who cares? Let's just get it in, done. How do you feel after? Great. What a difference that is. Okay, so it's a small habit. You push through, you've then got informed optimism. Yes, it's going to be hard. But research actually shows the more times you fail, the more likely you are to succeed. The people who were told it was going to be hard had better success than the people who were told it was going to be easy. Okay. So we've done this already. 
So that, I've moved the slide before. I got a bit excited. That's okay. This is a cool strategy to have whenever you are. Whenever you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm a lost, lost cause. Ever said that one? Okay, where's your energy at levels at right now? How can you get one point higher? So a few questions for you with regards to your beliefs and your language. I'm too lazy to get him to get up for exercise. That might be something, there's no way I could get up early to do that exercise and that's the only time I've got it. Is it true 100%? No, you can't know 100% that that's true. So consider, how do you act when you believe this for? I stay in bed, I miss exercise, I feel rubbish. Okay, how do you act when you don't believe this for? Let's just say don't believe this for. Well, I don't drink the night before I get to bed early, I feel great. So what do you believe about this now? So if I get to bed early and exercise, so I can have more energy. And we add that, so that on the end. And I talk about this with the belief of, I've lost all my results. Ever said that? I've lost all of my results. I've lost all my results. This is from having one meal or one snack. I feel like I've lost all my results. When you say feel like, remember you're about to use an analogy. I feel like, shit, I feel... That's an analogy. No one actually knows what it feels like to be that. So we know we're in that headspace. You can, you can get little markers, right? I mean, that headspace. So I feel like I've lost all my results. Is that true? No, I have no idea if that's true. I can't be 100% true of that. In fact, you'll look at it and go, oh, there's no way I've lost all my results. I'm overreacting. Okay, what do you do when you believe this for? When I believe I've lost all my results, I just think, sod it, F it, might as well just lose it and that monkey on your shoulder is like well hey got you okay if you don't believe this sport what do you do i just carry on doing what i'm doing i exercise gave might go for a walk i'll have my dinner go to bed done and i feel good the next day and we're starting to get more aware of this the better questions you ask the better your results i changed my language from one day to day one so glad i did awesome love that lynn one day or day one so as we come towards a conclusion and the take home from this now, habits, what are they? So a settled or regular tendency or practice. If we don't get handled on our habits, whenever we, that stress comes in, whenever we struggle, we're always going to fall to our lowest level of training. And I'm saying this because every diet you do out there, if it aligns with the principle of calories, it will work. However, if your habits aren't in place, when that stress, when that thing comes, anyone can do it on their best day, you'll go back. So the thing that you can do subconsciously, a routine of behavior repeated regularly. And I can't stress when you're trying to change these, how powerful the small habits are. So let me know in the comments, what would you rather? Five million in cash today or one P doubled every day for 31 days. So five million or one P, put in the comments. Five P, five million in cash or 1p doubled every day for 31 days put in the comments what would you prefer 1p doubled every day for 31 days <laughs> mandy 1p 5 million yeah so the 1p doubled every day gives you over double everyone's at their calculators no way 
And it's crazy how this double goes up. You feel like there's two feet, four feet, and there's no way it can come up. Small habits. Like those one rules that you've set already today and that you're going to go and do because when they start doubling, so one of the ladies right now is actually adding a habit in every few days. So her rules are just doubling up. But it's important that she's, she does it when she's feeling 100% confident. It might be a time of her life where a little bit more stress comes in. You know what? I'm just going to stick to these rules now. This is my, go this is my stressful day strategy now. This is my night shift strategy. Now we're starting to personalize it to her lifestyle. It's not a diet where you're either on it or off it. It flows. Why the hell have I got ET on here? This is the kid's slide or something? No. ET. What's ET got to do with this? Well, when you're trying to break a habit, like I said about getting into your other half side of the bed, like I said about sitting in, in your colleague at work in their computer and just seeing what they do, people are like, what's going on? This is really crazy. And this is a really powerful exercise to do when you're trying to break that comfort eating habit. So what we need to do with this is imagine a spaceship comes outside your house right now. Spaceship comes outside your house right now. ET gets out, knocks on your door. He has no idea what your habit is, but he wants to learn your comfort eating habit. You have to write out step-by-step -step instructions on how to teach ET how to comfort eat. So, ET, what I do first and foremost is I sit down in front of the TV and I think, wow, I've had a stressful day. I deserve some food. And ET says, okay, cool. So you're, are you hungry at this time? No, I'm not hungry. Okay, but I still eat even though I'm not hungry. Yeah, cool. Okay, so after you eat, you're enjoying it. You, well, I'm just kind of feeling a bit guilty while doing it. Okay, so I'm, I'm creating feelings of guilt. Cool. And then do I keep eating? Yeah, you keep eating because now you're feeling guilty. You might as well just mess it up completely. Okay, so right out, step by step, keep going, even though you're doing that. Then what happens? Well, then I think sod it and I just get some more out. Then I go to bed, I struggle to sleep, get indigestion, IBS. Then the next day, I try and starve myself a bit. I feel a bit rubbish. Okay, cool. You start writing this out, and it really gets into our prefrontal cortex a little bit more. We're starting to ingrain our and really understand our habits and our awareness around us. It's amazing what ET can do for us. And if you decide to do this, because not many people will, I can guarantee if you have that out on the side, a picture of ET and your description, it can make you laugh as well which is good, but it's a powerful exercise to do in terms of increasing your awareness on this. So the last thing of this is to make associations and in that case. So let's say you've just done the ET exercise and you want to go one step further with this. Okay, if I stay up late and I end up snacking and not sleeping well, which means I feel tired the next day and I get less done and feel rubbish. So in that, in that case, let's say I do stay up late I'll plan a what-if snack of yogurt, berries, or any protein snack. You see the difference here? I'm now in control. That monkey will say, yeah, you're fine with when you get to bed by 10 p.m. So I'm, I'm talking to you. If you've made a rule, I'm going to get to bed by 10 p.m. Cool. The monkey on your shoulder says, now 10, 15, you might as well binge eat. So what do you say instead? Well, I've got my what-if snack of yogurt, berries, or a protein snack. Or I'm going to put, if, I'm, if it's 10, 15, I'm really going to read a chapter of my book, then go to bed. I'm going to put on my favorite song, do a dance, then go to bed. Or I'm going to put my favorite song on. If, I'm, if I still want to snack after that, I'll then give myself permission to snack. Permission is a key thing. So 
willpower. A bit like a battery on your, on your charger. And this comes in, this is coming into that motivation and habits. The ability to do it whether you feel like it or not. And this is something I keep going out over because this can literally outpredict IQ. And, and we know this because everyone knows what to do. You know, we all think we're very we're all smart people, right? And we think that no, we we make a choice in it, we do it because we want to do it, but actually. Even people with high levels of IQ can be a victim of temptation when we're stressed, tired. Now consider, this is powerful. 4,961. 5,469. These are small, think of those small habits I keep talking about. This difference here, this is steps, okay? So people who do fewer steps, than, four, than uh, five, four, six, nine are more likely to suffer from low mood and depression. Yet the average step count in the UK is 4,961. Now, of course, this is just statistics, but isn't it powerful how there's not even that much difference between that? Small habits, small changes, and that's why we talk about those one-minute workouts which some of you have put in already. Don't underestimate them. Your brain rewards your body for movement, but only once you have done it. That's the annoying thing, right? Act based on how you want to feel rather than how you feel. So what drains or boosts your willpower? So think of these things. So stress, we know, drains it. Prefrontal cortex. Sleep, a lack of, drains it. When we're deprived in sleep, we perceive foods as more rewarding than they actually are. When you're deprived of sleep, you perceive foods as more rewarding than they actually are. Why is this powerful? Well, just know if you have a bad night's sleep, tomorrow when you see a cake, biscuit or sandwich or something like that, whatever it is, a snack, you'll perceive that as more rewarding than you would normally. And just knowing that puts you in the power. Ah, oh, I'm tired. I'm perceiving that as more rewarding. That's why when you have it, it maybe doesn't actually hit the urge. Doesn't really hit the spot. It wasn't as good as you thought it was. And you kind of feel like, oh, I'm a bit feeling rubbish now. And then we have sugar, blood sugar levels going up and down now. We know that meditation actually helps reverse this. Self-talk, the things that we've just talked about in terms of making associations. In that case, I will. In terms of writing out to the alien, ET. And remembering that you always have the choice. It's your choice. No one else really cares what decision you make. Even if you tell yourself that monkey on your shoulder will say, yeah, but... They really want you to eat that. They really want you to have that drink. But actually, it's your choice. It might just be one minute of, go on, have that. You should, oh, you always used to have that. But actually, we often live up to a group or the expectations of other people but to fit in, but we go around saying that we don't want to be like them or we don't want to be like that, but then we want to fit in with them by doing things that they do. You kind of can't have it both ways sometimes. So, and what is achievement? And this is, this is an interesting one because doing it when you don't feel like doing it, it takes discipline to do the things that boost willpower, right? The, like we talked about, it's a, it's a dichotomy. And that's where the five, four, three, two, one comes in and is super powerful with that. And this is how we, we get through that demon voice. One won't hurt. I'm overweight because I, can, I can't say no to glass of wine or biscuits we say things like this i feel like i've let it all slip and lost all of my results remember those questions is it true can you 100 know it's true 
What happens when you believe that thought? How do you react? Who or what would you be without this thought? I can't stress this enough. That could be the tiniest difference. I literally, someone the other day, really struggling, giving them a call, bang, straight on track with these questions, almost laughing at us, themselves. Sometimes that's all it takes. And when you're starting to change a habit, it is hard to do it all on your own. When people expect it to be hard and they're told it's going to be hard, they do better. That's why I'm not going to say tonight that it's going to be easy. Because, yeah, you might get all excited, but I know from science and research that if I tell you it's going to be really easy, you're probably more likely to fail. But I will tell you that it's going to be hard anyway. So you might as well choose the level of hard that gets you the results you want and have that in your head the whole time because it's never easy. So like I said at the start of this, think about 1% better each day. You'll always get that monkey on the shoulder that will want that effort mindset to come in. It's not you, it's the monkey. You can believe it or not. So let me know if you would like a copy of the One Rule Worksheet and my guide to showing you how to control your comfort eating and raise awareness to kickstart your habits and get started and start seeing results today. So you'll get the One Rule Worksheet, my guide to showing you how to control your comfort eating with some cravings, a bit about cravings, the physiological side of things as well. So in here, let me just show you on here. Um, I will just quickly show you um, back on here. So yeah, I'm also going to give you this, okay? So physical hunger versus psychological hunger. This is a really powerful thing that you can like stick on your fridge, stick in your kitchen. So you can see, right, physical hunger. Quick visual, right, increases gradually and Apple would do, you can, you can wait for food or response to your body's definite need, i.e. rumbling tummy, no guilt. You compare that to psychological hunger, lots of guilt and promises about next time, you still want it more, etc. Okay. So just drop a diagnostic in the comment as well. And I'm also going to give away a free 10-minute Little chat with myself where we'll go through your one rule. If you want that, drop a diagnostic in the comment, just the word diagnostic, and we'll go over 10 minutes on your one rule. Doesn't matter who you are. If you want that, comment below diagnostic. We'll do a 10-minute chat. 10-minute chat, we'll just go through your one rule. But obviously, you've got to have gone through this first so I can help you in that 10 minutes. If you'd find that helpful, just type diagnostic below, and then I'll send that over to you as well. So I'll send over the one rule worksheet guide to control comfort eating. And also if you want that 10 minute chat as well. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. All good. So from here, does anyone have any questions, any questions on what we've discussed tonight? What's one thing? What's the one thing you're going to take from this tonight? All good, Lynn. All good, now. All good, Lou. So what's one thing you're going to take from tonight or any questions? Let me know. Great stuff, too. So any questions tonight? Carol, thank you. So helpful. Awesome. I hope, I really hope that you apply what I've shared tonight. Because like I said, 
like these things do really get results okay and like like i said these reviews that i've just shared today aren't even from they're like from today which is quite cool i had to, I had to update the slides so that was jane today and feel free to reach out to jane find her on facebook you know <laughs> ask her what she's done you know and how she's got on with it and it's it's been about comfort eating relationship with food she knows everything what to do but it's about applying these principles and, and that awareness so any questions you're welcome sally tanya all good teresa mandy gonna try the five four three two one julie thanks very helpful awesome definitely a one rule we'll have a think what mine will be all good katie let me know if you want to uh, have a chat on that Lorraine, I can do this, but there will be lapses. Yeah, there will be. 100% will be. If, and this is the key thing. If you're told there won't be, you're going to probably struggle because then when they do come up, you're going to be shocked and surprised. Embrace them because there'll be a breakthrough at the end of it. When, that, when it comes, whether it's that eating out, whether it's the meal out, whether it's a stressful event, you know, you'll learn so much from that. And it's about just getting that 1% better day by day. I'm going to think about an achievable goal and stick up my fridge. Thank you for the talk. Very interesting. Food for Awesome. Joe Wigan. Love it. ET exercise. Yeah. Make sure you print out ET as well. Yeah. Definitely the one rule and concentrate on how I want to feel. Great stuff, Michelle. Hope you had a good workout tonight as well. Think about how you want to feel, not how you feel now. Deborah. Awesome. Thanks for keeping us motivated. Thank you, Carol. Lots of helpful reminders. Great stuff, Sally. Awesome work. Keep it up and just keep going through these questions. It's never done. Uh, going to go away and give it some thought, Lou. Awesome. Off to wash up now. Guada Belinda, five, four, three, two, one. Do the washing up. Maybe I should apply that. Don't tell Mrs. Frucci. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Luckily, she doesn't watch my videos, so she wouldn't be able to pluff me with them. Um, Katie, cool. Time to wash those dishes before bed. Blimey, keep that quiet. I keep saying that. Mrs. Frucci is going to earn. What'd you say about the dishes? Blimey. Okay, awesome work. Right, thank you for joining me tonight. If you're on replay, let me know as well. Also, drop a diagnostic if you want that as well. And I will get back to you ASAP. Awesome. Thank you for joining me. If you found this helpful, do like. Feel free to share the group with anyone who you think might find this helpful as well, because this live training will be at the top of this um, group. So if you want to come back in as well, that's great. Uh, connection dropped out. Michelle, all good. Watch it again. Totally applies to me when I eat bread. Discomfort eating. Yeah, discomfort eating. Great stuff, Karen. Let's go. Control what you can, not what you wish you can. And just focus on that every day. 1% better each day. Know that if you get a setback, great. What did you learn from it? What would you do differently now? Does it mean that you've messed up your results? Is it true? Does it mean you're a failure? What would you tell your kid if they, had, if they did one thing wrong? They did a bit rubbish. Would you tell them, oh, you're a failure? You know, you wouldn't. All the advice you've ever given is for you to hear. So if you're, what would you say to a friend? Probably take that advice. Anyway, have an awesome evening. I could chat all evening, but then we'd be breaking our own rules about being in bed by a certain time. So I hope that helps. Uh, awesome. Great stuff, Katrina. Thank you for joining me. Awesome work. And I'll see you later. Take care. See you later.